Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 89 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig. I'm one of the co-founders here at OTM, and we are back for a week 17 edition of the Owners Club Strategy Show. Justin, nothing else to say, but it's finals week, baby. Eight, 89, 8 plus 9 is 17. It's meant to be. It's all coming together. I can already see that Bachman's enjoying Florida. It's been a little colder out west as I'm, uh, I've got another day in California before making that trip, but uh, this is the week we've all been waiting for. I'm pumped. World Travelers here. Bach, you're, you're, you're beating us down to Florida. That's what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you would only want to spend three days down here when you can spend an entire week down here with family. I'm sitting outside overlooking the river. It's gorgeous here. A little loud, so the crickets are keeping me company. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm just so excited to get down to Miami on the beach, hanging out, meeting, meeting the community. That's good. So now when I tell any jokes, we're just going to hear Box just going to go off mute and we'll just hear crickets. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. Yes, we've got our, our biggest week yet. We've got the live final down in Miami. We've got the online finals for both the main event and the side hustle. Do we have a, a final count yet on the number of entries are around 3000? Is that, that what I was hearing or just below maybe? That's about right. Um, uh, I didn't actually count up like how many, but that's where we're going with estimates. And then you've got to assume that how many actually enter based off that. And I think side hustle will probably get a bit more uh, like their completion rate. The fulfill rate will be a little closer. So my guess is still like they'll be both be a little shy of 3000, which ends up being around 20 percent cash rate. And uh, let's hear it in chat. How many entries does everyone have? I know we've seen some people up in the high teens. Um, it seems like most people kind of hover in that kind of like three to seven range. Um, but for the most part, you majority of people, it seems like are getting more entries than they had on a normal week. So it obviously adds a bit more fun this week in the preparation. Yep. So the contest should be open sometime tomorrow morning or, or midday at some point tomorrow, just finalizing a couple things. We'll get those lives so that people can start uh, entering all of their lineups. For those of you that did not see, Definitely recommend checking out the show that Justin did. Was it yesterday? Just yesterday with, with Peter yeah. Rosette and Mike Zakarian. Feels like it was earlier than yesterday, but I'm pretty sure it was actually just yesterday. Been a, a long 24 hours. But yeah, definitely go ahead, check out that show. Uh, broke down a lot of things for uh, the best ball contest coming up. Talked a little bit about the Owners Club playoffs too. And uh, yeah, let's let's jump into the show tonight. I think we're going to do and, our standard week 16 recap. And then jump and we had a friend who joined that show. Andy Reid off That's of right. bye Andy joined, uh, joined for the second half and kind of talked through some of his thoughts and strategy and preps for this week. Uh, so it was great to, great to have that. And uh, Bach, apparently he, uh, I think there's a couple of Buckeyes that, um, so there's been some calls out there. So they were happy that, you know, you're representing for this weekend, even though your team will not be down in Miami for the semifinals for this playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I love the play he made, just hammer it early on. As soon as he booked that Miami trip, bought a ticket to the Orange Bowl, hoping we were going to be there. And it sounds like it's still going to go, despite the fact that it is uh, hated Michigan and not beloved Ohio State. But, uh, you know, it'll be a good time, I'm sure, regardless. And uh, pretty cool to see, you know, to get to, get to chat with him about that uh, as a fellow Buckeye fan. So pretty pumped for that. If DFS has taught me anything, it's that the only thing better than cheering for your team is cheering against another team that you really don't like. So I guess like you may have just as much fun cheering against Michigan, just like what DFS, it feels like you're cheering against literally everyone that's not in your team. So we've gotten really good at it. 
Love a good anti-sweat. Nothing better than getting off to a hot start in DFS and then just trying to root against literally anything that could happen. And Are uh, you, uh, did this impossible. happen recently for you, TJ? Yeah, a little, uh, little sweat on, on Sunday. That was, that was fun. Shout out. Well, that's a good transition into the, the top uh, scores here because shout out Cincinnati quarterback, running back or quarterback wide receiver combination. Got me a little, uh, little DraftKings bucks this past Sunday for the first time in a while. So that was nice. Yeah, those, uh, well, I mean, what? two two big stacks, it seems like, went off this week, and you can see them with a QB wide receiver kind of zigzagging, but uh, Dallas QB, Dallas wide receivers, one, two, QB, Cincinnati wide receivers, Cincinnati QB has got the one, two, and the other way. Uh, those two games were obviously ridiculous. I mean, uh, I'm putting you on the spot here, Bach, but 58.4 for the wide receivers. Is that our highest of the season? I believe it is. I was actually just flipping over to uh, to the research tab to confirm, but I'm pretty sure that it is the highest that we've seen. It could be. I know that the Rams have definitely been over 50 a couple, at least one, you know, maybe yeah, twice. I, definitely, I don't remember ever seeing 60-something, so that, that's right. got to be uh, pretty close. Oh, no, 58.9 Tampa <laughs> Bay in week, uh, week five. Wow. Yeah, that's that game where they all must have gone off, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, that was a great game for, for me as a Bengals fan. Pretty, uh, pretty awesome to see us, one, you know, dismantle the Ravens and then two, uh, put ourselves in pole position for, uh, for a playoff spot in the AFC North. So I got something interesting here. If you look at QB and wide receiver, the top five QBs are the same as the top five wide receivers. Right. Slightly different order here and there. But uh, overall, you can see the power of the QB wide receiver stack. And uh, obviously, there's potential for when it's a tight end. But in this scenario, you don't see, I think, other than what Dallas is the only tight Dallas. end that also were with stack. I think you could have, someone was saying, you could have played all Dallas and you still would have had like a pretty solid cash, like top 100 or so, um, just because of how well-rounded they all did. And I think uh, Dallas isn't on this top five, but pretty sure they had a defensive touchdown. As I know they had. No, they are. They're, they're t- they tied for first oh, with, with Miami. Yep. Yes, there you go. They're literally all four running five. backs. Not Everything there. except running back. Yeah, and they still running back. They still did pretty decent, but yeah. Yeah, pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, going into week 17, I mean, I think the other cool thing about week 17 is I think every team still has something to play for this week. There are no, uh, there's virtually, I want to say, I won't say there's no, because I I could be wrong on that. There might have been a division clinch somewhere. But, uh, but, you know, all the number one seeds are still in play. A lot of the divisions, playoff seeding is still in play. You know, who knows what will happen next week, but this week we've got pretty much everything in play from a competitiveness standpoint. We're going to see everyone, you know, taking their punch. And we don't even know who has the last, you know, the first overall pick next year or anything there because you've gotten these teams that are at the bottom that are trying their darndest and actually winning games. I mean, Houston on a winning streak, like, come on, pretty crazy. Really is. Like, yeah, some of the – upsets that have happened in the last two three weeks are pretty wild where the worst teams in the league are just beating <laughs> playoff teams but uh hey that's the nfl in in 2021 right now this year just madness going on obviously lots of people out across the league so make makes sense hopefully we get fully healthy teams for the playoffs and it should be should be fun to watch yeah no i know um i mean you know, 
this weekend just going to be so much fun. Uh, obviously, for the people that will be able to make it for the live final. Also, just following the leaderboard for everyone else from the online final throughout the weekend. Um, and I think what, you know, what's kind of cool is so for the live final, it actually ends with the afternoon games. And then the online final will have both that late Sunday night and then the Monday night as well. Um, and so for most DFS nowadays, like you don't have many tournaments or at least main tournaments that extend towards that Monday. Uh, this one being such a huge, like, you know, big finale, high payouts, high prize pool and seeing that, Hey, we're going to have to know like what, what's necessary for that Monday night game. And I believe Monday night is Cleveland Pittsburgh. Uh, so I don't know how many Pittsburgh we're actually going to see in lineups, but like Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, you go. We may see some Cleveland, though, because we know those tight ends can definitely put up points. We know that the running back situation, like especially against Pittsburgh, which is just getting demolished the run. Um, wouldn't be shocked to see some people coming in with that Monday late night hammer. Um, and if not, then at least that Sunday night game, that Sunday night game is fire, fire power. But we'll get into those as we get a little closer. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's jump through. First off, shout out to our final qualifier here. Assuring first place in the main event this week. Putting up 170.4 points, unsurprisingly, with that Bengals stack quarterback wide receiver. And there's our uh, New England running back in the the winning lineup again. We've talked about them as kind of a dark horse heading into week 17. We started talking about that a couple weeks back, and they continue to be one of those those running back cards that you don't necessarily immediately associate in your head as being elite, but they certainly have proven that over and over. And then uh, Atlanta tight end. Green Bay defense, solid lineup overall here for sure. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's interesting. So like the New England one, Ramondre Stevenson didn't play. This was all Damian Harris and he put up three TDs, huge game um, with the Atlanta. That wasn't even predominantly Kyle Pitts. Like Hayden Hurst is the one who had the touchdown there. Um, and that's just one of those examples where like we want the wealth of opportunity at that tight end position. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are some juicy matchups this weekend that we can jump into. But again, what we say, New England is what, Bach? I'm third overall, maybe second overall in points for running backs right now? Like, Yeah, they're, they're one of the highest for the season, for sure. Yeah, my guess is I think Indianapolis is still number one, and I think it's probably Cleveland, New England. Or Cleveland is two. Yeah, yeah, I think Cleveland is two. Here, yeah, I've got it up now. So we uh, yeah, go. I'm going to have to worry about the, the spelling of your name, Sergeant Stogie. Apologies Stogie. for that. Yeah, I know, so Sergeant. You were so close to. Uh, just gosh, what did it come yeah, down to? Uh, you used your Joker back. on. Yeah, that's tough because I think as well, like New England, thirty-one point six. Can we go back one slide? What were the other running backs? Yeah, New England was the top one. And I think I looked at even if Sergeant Stogie would have played New England running back in that same card, the serials of the person who won Ashurin were pretty solid serials. And I think still would have bested Sergeant Stogie there. Um, yeah. So maybe that's a bit of a consolation as like based off that lineup, there's nothing you, more you could have done, which makes it really difficult. Um, and then, yeah, having New England and Cleveland both have that 31.6 is pretty interesting. Yeah, you something to add there, Buck? I was just going to say, I just checked. I think New England is uh, is fourth on the year with uh, with the Tennessee running back still being third on average points. Tennessee is still third. Shows how good th- Henry was. <laughs> but, yeah, Dante Foreman has also been pretty decent, and they do still want to run. Like, Foreman had 100 yards, I think it was two weeks ago. Last week still wasn't that bad. Um, but, yeah, Hen- Henry was just a beast. 
Yeah. And then, Absolutely. not surprisingly, we've got the side hustle littered with Dallas and Cincinnati. Too nasty. Another first place finish. Too nasty's been a been a presence on the the leaderboard. Big umbrella as well. Shout out T Man Joe Reds. Wow, lots of uh, lots of Discord regulars on the side hustle leaderboard this week. I'm not gonna lie. I would have been very very disappointed if we didn't see Joe Reds at the top of the Cincinnati oh. stack. Uh, number five combo of that cereal. Very impressive. You know he's been playing that all year, just waiting for it. Glad that it kind of finally paid off, and I'm sure he was hoping. Uh, I guess let's go back again. What was the difference between QB for Dallas and Cincinnati? It was two, very close. Two points. Two yeah. points. Ah, that's, that's crazy. Because that late Cooper Rush touchdown. Yeah. Well. Yeah, uh, and, and like, had Joe Reds won with that Bengal stack, a serial of five might have been the lowest pot, like the lowest win we've had. Um, definitely don't remember like a two or a th- yeah, like so. Good job, solid effort there, Caleb as well. PDX, lot lot of names that we see there, and yeah, um, two nasty big umbrella. We got some some big time names there. Congratulations. And then we've got the low ball, Big Petey, coming through here. 23 points. Not not so low this week compared to normal. What is going on? We got st- Stogie again. I know. We, we, got, we got a fake. <laughs> Must have been. I, I don't know how that happens or why that happens. <laughs> um, but, and so low ball here, I think, was pretty interesting because outside of that first running back, the scores were actually pretty high. Like most of the top five were in that kind of six to eight range, which usually you get a running back or two that is very low. Um, and so overall, like a 23, good to see, but yeah, that four way tie. Um, and yeah, so the four way tie here, you see the serials do come into play, but it's the inverse and that higher serial actually does matter. Uh, difference of a thousand five hundred dollars there for having the higher serial numbers there. And then wrapping it up, we got the misfit cards again. Baltimore tight end this time. And then Dallas and Miami defenses tied. So you see a, a mix there, and it comes down to the serial. Serial 13 combination. Taking it down. Shout out to, to Greater Networks, GN, another heavy Discord user. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I forgot to tell you guys, but Ace John sent in a petition that he wants all contests to only be two cards going forward. Because if you look here, also got a third place in the Island of Misfit cards. So, uh Ace John, let's just work on those other three cards and maybe we can get you on other leaderboards. I mean, he's got all the cards. He's clearly playing them in in the right, you know, he's playing them right, just in the wrong contest. Right, yeah. Actually, Ace John, this is going to kill you, but what would have happened if you took those two side hustle bangles and you combined them with the Island of Misfit (laughs) here, Baltimore, and Dallas D., yeah, that could and have been the winner. Whatever your other running back would have been, and uh, we might have seen you uh, with a Miami trip, but could have been, could have been. All right, anything to to wrap up week sixteen? I think we want to dive into to the slate here coming up. I mean, I think the 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 biggest thing to wrap up week sixteen, we continued to see the leaderboard littered with Thursday and Saturday games from week sixteen across all the leaderboards. And Justin, we don't have any of that this week. No alpha for lineup setting this week. You got to do it all yourself. Oh, there's alpha, but we're just not, you're not going to get to watch the game to figure out what it is. That's why we're here tonight, though. Bachman, I know you're going to drive a bunch of alpha tonight because I'm just happy 
that with all my other best ball stuff, I don't have to do anything this weekend. Like, it's all set. If it works out, awesome. If it doesn't, then I blame COVID or injuries or something else. But uh, everyone else still has to make tough decisions. So uh, hopefully we can help them out. Here we go. 150K up for grabs in the online finals here. Just a reminder of the payout structure here for those of you paying out 500 spots to both the main event and side hustle. So plenty of people are going to be cashing for at least the, the $20, $25 min caches there. And 10K up top for the main event, 5K up top for the side hustle. Nice flat payout structures for you. All right, gentlemen. But I got I got a question for Bachman. Um, because I think it was actually Overzed who asked me this on a show yesterday. Um, hypothetically, you've got a wide assortment of cards. How are you prioritizing going for the main event versus going for the side hustle and kind of allocating your cards for those? Yeah, I think I'll I'll probably echo a lot of what you guys said yesterday, but uh it's <clears throat> if I have really like you, I think it's going to take a really low serial combination to win the side hustle this week. Um, now, you know, there's going to be so many random lineups in play that I think there's no chance we don't see the kind of absolute best combo that you could make as the winner. But, you know, because the best offenses are the best offenses for a reason, it's going to take a low serial. And so if I had a super low serial, you know, Buffalo quarterback, if I had a super low serial, uh, you know, Green Bay wide receiver, I might consider throwing that in the side hustle. If I really think that I'm like, you know, low two digits chance to win with the combo I'm playing. But if it's anything that, you know, doesn't basically guarantee the win, I'd rather play that card in the main event because if it's going to win the sign hustle, it's going to be required to win the main event as well. And, you know, there's just so many entries that serial becomes even more important this week than it normally does. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, it's just interesting because like all throughout the season, everyone's thinking like, okay, main event is my priority. I want to get to Miami. That's where like the biggest prizes are. Like I want that here. Like if you win the main event, that's awesome. But it's not like there's a Miami trip or anything attached to it. If you win the side hustle, you're getting 50% for the most part, I guess it decreases, but like at least the first one. Um, so like there is strategy for like, Figuring out, can you get a unique side hustle? I think it's difficult, though. Obviously, nearly, I don't want to say impossible, but extremely difficult uh, if you're using a stack from the same team, uh, unless you have those very, very low serials. Um, but I like it. And I think what I was mentioning there was just like, I'd probably start off with, like, if I do have some opportunity to have some great serials, maybe think about the side hustle. But for the most part, uh, and I think most people are going to do this, the side hustle is going to be a bit of an afterthought. Um, as people really focus on those core lineups. Um, but I'm not sure if that's the right decision. So, Yeah, I think the interesting thing will be, you know, if you've only got, uh, a, you know, a couple entries and enough cards to fill out a, you know, mediocre main event lineup, you know, hey, I might actually punt the main event lineup and try to throw something a bit unique, but, but you know, high projected into the side hustle. Um, obviously, if you're taking your pick from, you know, a litany of cards, you're going to play, you know, your best cards together in both entries. And that's where serial becomes really important. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Lots to think through just in terms of the, the game theory, the strategy, diversifying across the two contests. Obviously the, the first time that we've had more than three potential entries per user. And like we said, no, no Thursday in the games, no Saturday games, all pure Sunday. So let's, uh, Let's dive in here. I think we're actually going to go through some of our top teams of the week. Is that what we want to go for here, Bob? 
Yeah, maybe before we do, let's just pull up. I know I'm sure everyone is super well aware of the schedule, but we'll just pop it up on the screen yeah. here for a second. So give me just a second. Justin, uh, Coop, Coop uh, shared some info, and, and I did some more research after that. Uh, interesting question for you. I think really the only team in uh, the only team in the NFL that doesn't really have anything to play for this week is Tampa Bay, because they're the only team that has division clinched, but you know, essentially no chance to get the number one seed in the NFC. Now two versus three, obviously still potentially in play. Uh, and I, I'm seeing you kind of validating my my math, which is always good. But does that enter into your lineup decisions at all? If you are, you know, assuming that is true, does that enter into your lineup decisions at all? Or do you think that they're still going to, you know, play their, you know, nor- as they normally would? So, I mean, first I was like, I doubted it because I know they're only a game behind Packers. So I went to that 538. Right now they have a 2% chance of getting the buy. If they win out, they move to a 3% chance. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess like for them to get the buy, I think they would need Green Bay. And Dallas to lose out, I think. And Dallas and Green Bay to lose out and Dallas to lose probably one of theirs. So so if Green Bay loses out, they have a 46% chance. And if Dallas – okay, so if Green Bay loses out, which, you know, I guess is and the possible. Rams. And the Rams need to lose one. <laughs> so Green Bay needs to lose out. Dallas and the Rams each need to lose one. Um, all that said, I think it's too early. Um, okay. I think it's – A – You've got Perryman, who I believe is coming back from the COVID, who may actually be a full-time role, a full-time player now, and they're going to want to give him snaps. Mike Evans hasn't played in a couple of weeks. We haven't seen Mike Evans and Antonio Brown on the field together in, I want to say, like six to eight weeks. Um, I think that this is a one of those get-right spots. Not that they're not right right now, but like you're playing the Jets. It's a pristine matchup. Uh, I, I think they're going to go all at it. Next week is where I could see them sitting when they know a little more. Um, but like also, what are you ex- like these conversations don't happen in the locker rooms with coaches and players and stuff where it's like, you know, we only have a 2% chance. Like if we do, like, no, they're in their mind, they have a chance. They're going to try to win. They're going to go in and win uh, next week when they realize they don't have a chance that first round by then I think you see managerial decisions a bit more taking a break. Um, but no, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't, I would not let that impact my, Buccaneers choices um would I let the like I think it's more strategically of like I could see them maybe not using Gronk as much as we get closer to the playoffs we didn't see Gronk being used last week Antonio Brown had 15 targets you would tell there was a clear game plan to get him involved get him kind of back in the flow of that offense Running game, Ronald Jones, despite his horrible pass protection, still had a ton of carries. Keyshawn Vaughn had work. Like, I don't know. I think you can either go – you can still play Gronk. I'm not saying don't, but that's probably – if I was going to shy away, that's probably where I would shy away. Um, every other position in the box, I think, can be a huge, huge hit. Yeah, makes sense. And, yeah, I mean, I think otherwise there's not kind of enough – there's nothing really settled – uh, that as I was looking at this would make me say I might you know expect any adjustment in gameplay. So we'll just quickly uh, walk through the yeah. slate here. From from a, like what I'm paying attention to is like situations with the Colts. 
right now we got we heard from Monday that Carson Wentz has tested and like into the COVID protocol. COVID protocol. We're likely not going to see him this weekend. I'm now concerned. What about other players in the Colts organization if they're going to get a little, um, if, if you know, if it's spreading there? Who we will won't see. Colts running back is probably going to be the most popular card in the main event this weekend from from the running back position, and I completely get that. Um, but like that's something I'm keeping an eye out, especially maybe the offensive line. Who knows? But like if there's a situation where maybe that's still going to be very high owned, but maybe I can get leverage and move over to those Patriots, move over to uh, something like uh, let's see who else do I really like here from a. Browns in the in the online finals. Yeah, no, I I definitely don't hate that. Um, Cal- Cardinals, I'm scared of Cowboys defense. Been playing so well. Um, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, the Broncos. What haven't we been able to run over all over the Chargers nonstop? Um, all over the Chargers. That's Burke right. had had a couple touchdowns in a strong game last week uh, for Houston. Uh, that's one that we know we've seen like, Hey, the Broncos have the urge to run. We've seen the chargers give up a ton of points to the Texans. Like maybe that's a sleeper that I'm a little excited about from a running game. Yeah. Yeah. I know, you know, we'll talk a little bit as we go through top plays and, and totals and everything on the slate. I think, um, TJ, you've got the, the top play. So we got put this, put this together, kind of back to our standard format, top QBs, and then kind of one sleeper, um, you know, I went for my full on Justin, just, uh, you know, chalk donkey all week this week with top plays. Uh, so, TJ, you want to hit QBs? We've got, you know, I think the three uh, Buffalo, Tampa, Kansas City. Um, not surprising. Uh, kind of some of the, the top ones all season. Uh, yeah, I saw that that comment from Alex. I, I think that's I think it's fair. And it's going yeah. against the Jets. And like you're playing in New York, like opportunity didn't have the greatest game recent i mean look the last game was horrible against the saints like i think it was the first time he's ever put up zero points or whatever um or something like that but like not not good so you could definitely see brady just going into big fu mode and just throwing for five touchdowns um and who's going to catch them like that that's the option there but uh no i i i do like that call from a narrative street um and good to see that you've got them in this second here um you know and obviously i'm going to put my bills in uh Chiefs there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, obviously there's a bunch of other good plays um, that, that we could see this, you know, th- that there will be this week. Uh, Green Bay uh, being that kind of Sunday night hammer um, for, you know, for the main event and kind of same, same kind of narrative for Rogers as for Brady, right. Going for MVP, you know, wants to, you know, has a lot to play for to lock up the, uh, the number one seed. Um, Talk so, to me know. about this sleeper. Yeah, you know, so again, trying to go a little bit off the board, not just pick the fourth best team, but uh, Taysom is is supposed to be back. I mean, in Taysom's start, he has been really, really good. Um, And, you know, uh, I got a helicopter coming behind me right now. So, uh, you know, the joys of uh, of Florida. Uh, I might turn it over to you to question my sleeper pick for a sec. That's good because I'm thinking what we're pulling from one of our DFS friends, and maybe you got a helicopter like we're calling, putting it on the Twitter. It's good. Okay. Um, no, I, I believe it. And I think um, Saints in general were always one of those sneaky ones that we saw. They were hanging in like the top 10 for QB scoring. Um, I actually wasn't paying attention to how much Weather Taysom was going to play. It makes a lot more sense if he is going to play. 
uh, versus Ian Booker book. I don't know. Um, every, include every pun there. But uh, no, I like it in Carolina. Um, my question is, we know we need to do bringbacks here. If you're playing New Orleans, do you feel comfortable bringing it back with anyone from Carolina? No, I mean, I think that this is one where uh, where you're you're playing it not only, I mean, again, you know, this is going to be way off the board. Not only are you are you not bringing it back, I think you could even play it alone because so much of Taysom's production comes on the ground and he could easily throw for, you know, 202 TDs and run for 102 TDs and be, you know, kind of a, one of the optimal plays and not really bring anyone along with him. That's really tough when making a lineup decision. But, um, you know, I think it's interesting, uh, assuming he does start. And, you know, they still have a lot to play for. I think, you know, again, that's the other thing here. Carolina's season's pretty much in the toilet. They're going back to Sam Darnold. Can they keep up? No, but I don't know that New Orleans is really going to take their foot off the gas, especially because, you know, same point you made about Tampa Bay and getting back into the swing of things. Taysom's only started a few games this year. I think they're going to want to see – you know, give him enough reps to try to to make some noise in the playoffs. Yeah. How, how about this play as a, a way to differentiate in the side hustle? So you play, you play that with another wide receiver combo. I just feel like with the main event, you almost have to stack because we've yeah. seen, I think just about every week, but I could see this being a good way to differentiate in the side hustle where you pair them with one of the top wide receivers and hopefully there's not as much duplication there. Yep, I don't, I don't hate that, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say if I was putting a contrarian one up here, uh, I'm gonna go a little hometown for UTG, but I think Philly, because um, we know Philly is actually playing for a playoff spot, going against Washington, which yeah, they had a couple good games stretch in the middle, but overall that defense has been atrocious, and we've seen that Jalen Hurts is like can still put up that 100 yards and a rushing touchdown or two on the ground, um, so that's one where like, I guess I play that main event and pair it with a Philly um, tight end. Because you can, you know, hey, we know how much he likes Goddard in that combo. But also, to your point, like, if you need to put that in a side hustle just because you're hoping that he can put up that huge game, like, what, similar to the Tyler Huntley game we saw a couple weeks ago where he was the number one scorer, or at least, like, top two, three, depending on our scoring. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I, I like that call. Gosh, I would love to put up a Philly stack, like a, a Philly QB, Philly tight end. That would be my kind of off-the-board play if I had cards. Yeah, I think I like that uh, projections, initial run of projections has Philly as the second highest projected quarterback on the week. Now, that's because Washington is hands down by like multiple points, the worst uh, allowing the most fantasy points to um, to quarterbacks. And, you know, a lot of that was early in the season and then the DAC explosion. But um, so part of the reason I didn't put them was because it's not that far off the board. That's fair. Yeah, no, I mean, so. Props to you. Obviously, I ended up going chalk, even though if I didn't know I was going chalk. Um, but I would, it's in your blood. Yeah, would not have thought of Philly as being like a well-known. And I still think like when we look at the plays at the end of after the finals, that'll be fairly under-owned. I'd say outside of the top top eight, top ten QBs, it'll probably be around that area, maybe eight to ten. But yeah. Yeah. Like it. Here we go, running yeah. backs. I mean, I think it's kind of uh, exactly back to what we just said. We've got, you know, Indy, New England. We've already talked through both of those a little bit. Indy's going to be super highly owned. Uh, good news for Justin, kind of your uh, your questions. Indy is the, the one o'clock game, so we're going to know what their situation is before you really have to make any lineup decisions. 
Um, and I have Cleveland here just, you know, uh, Chubb was such a big part of the offense. It doesn't look likely that Kareem Hunt is back, but Pittsburgh has been so bad against the run this year. Um, I, I can't find my tab where I had it up. Uh, they have been the fifth worst team against the run this year. And so, you know, that, that offense is only going to go through, uh, through the running game in Cleveland. Um, I haven't actually seen a weather report on that game yet. I don't know what the weather, if the weather is looking to be, uh, interesting there, but I think, you know, just a lot of people who, who've been successful have that card and we're going to see it played. And then, you know, the off the board play Denver, uh, just as you called out LA again, been historically bad against, or not historically bad, but been notably bad against, uh, running backs this year and Denver wants to just ride the run. Yeah. One thing I'll mention is there are games that have 14 and a half, 13 and 12 point favorites. And none of those three teams are on your chart. And like, that's fine. So those three teams are Buffalo, Tampa, and San Francisco. I'm not saying they should be up here, but I think that is heavily worth noting is that those are the type of games that it would not be shocking to see the ground game finish with 150, 200 total yards, three touchdowns and be necessary for like that top lineup. So uh, we see that there are a lot of options at running back. Like I think agree, those top three are all strong and probably a bit up on the chalkier and a very much on the chalky side. But like, if you're not doing a Buffalo, a Tampa, like passing stack, then why not grab that running back? Cause here's the other thing you're getting leverage against those. You're not having, if you play Indianapolis running back, there's not many people playing Indianapolis QB with the wide receiver or tight end position, especially not this week with no Wentz. Same thing with New England. Like no one's playing the New England QB with the stack and stuff. So you know that those cards are going to be heavily played. And if they do well, you're not getting leverage. If you go and you play that Tampa running back or the Buffalo running back and three, four touchdowns come from the running back group rather than the passing, not only are you obviously have that high upside, but you're getting strong leverage off everyone else who played that stack. That's the kind of leverage that we talk about that we love with an opportunity to kind of move up the rankings and move up the finishings. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think we were one week early earlier this season on our Leonard Fournette call where we said one of these weeks, Tampa Bay running back is going to just explode in one of these heavily favored games. And then uh, he didn't do it that week and he did it the next week and put up 47. I think you're absolutely right that, you know, Buffalo and Tampa and, and San Francisco as well all have that that shot san francisco is a little bit harder because they get so much of their rushing production from debo it doesn't get you running back points but trey though who knows with san francisco this week like they may i mean it's obviously you're not going to get san francisco qb as your running back points when he's rushing but um they may not trust him throwing and so they may end up having 30 35 carries for the running backs um that's going to be an interesting thought. And I think Elijah Mitchell should be back this week. Um, I'm making that up, but like I feel like the timeline makes sense that he should be back. Uh, so I'll let you check me there. But um, even if not, Jeff will. Like it still got strong, but that's just uh, that we, we don't know what to expect with the QB with Trey Lance being QB, uh, which gives potential upside. Yeah, Mitchell's limited, so definitely looks like he could be back. And, yeah, you, you certainly can't go wrong, especially your call with the Tampa Bay and Buffalo and the leverage. Like, if you're, you're not playing those in a stack with the quarterback, and so they just give you immediate leverage if those are going to succeed the quarterback and wide receivers probably did not succeed. So, Yeah, and Any I, others? I, I just wanted to, because we're here now, um, I'd be scared of playing San Francisco tight ends this weekend. 
Uh, this could obviously come back and bite me in the ass, but um, I, given they're such a huge favorite, they don't often use Kittle when they're ahead, and Kittle's likely going to be used as a blocker to give Trey Lance either more time or for that run game. Um, I'd be scared of pretty much anyone playing San Francisco except for defense or running backs. Yeah. So, uh, you know, speaking of, here's San Francisco yeah. wide receivers as a sleeper. San Francisco wide receivers. And I think, you know, I, I think Justin's point's absolutely right. That's why they're kind of a sleeper here. But, you know, again, you get that Debo rushing uh, leverage. Shout out to us. You know, we called that out a couple weeks ago, and then Debo went off and got two touchdowns and was the highest scoring wide receiver on the slate, despite putting up, I think, like two points in the air. So, um, you know, again, I think it's it's a bit of a contrarian play, but definitely one, you know, we could see Trey Lance do things that we've talked about Taysom or, you know, uh, or Jalen Hurts doing and, you know, getting some, some of that to Debo in the air, some of that on the ground, you know, give some upside there. Are you like in a museum? You've had a helicopter. You have trains. You have crickets. This is extremely impressive. Like, I didn't know Florida was this popping. Yeah, I didn't either, man. I, I don't know what's going on. I just need some, like, dolphins to start making some noise behind me, and then it'll just really be That's popping good. off. That's good. Um, but, yeah, so for San Francisco, I'll throw this out there. If Elijah Mitchell plays, I very much dislike playing the, the wide receiver card because I don't think Debo will actually get many carries. If Elijah doesn't play, then I think you are right. That is a strong play because, as we just said, San Francisco running the ball more often actually could mean more for Debo and then with the wide receivers, strong that. So if you are considering that card, um, keep an eye on whether Elijah Mitchell plays. He impacts multiple positions. I think interesting that, you know, two of the, the wide receiver positions we have called out here, not paired with a, a, a top play quarterback, um, the, you know, those teams just are, you know, uh, Tampa and Kansas City get so much of their passing production from not their wide receiver position. And so, you know, Green Bay and L.A., the other two teams that, you know, are probably fourth and fifth on this quarterback list or fourth and, you know, top ten that just funnel everything directly through the wide receiver position. Um, I, I looked again today and I, I did a double take. I think LA's wide receiver is five points clear still of second on the season average points. I mean, just something insane. And last week, you know, Cooper cup had a mediocre game and they go get a wide receiver return for a touchdown return. Like just multiple ways they're doing it there. And they're playing Baltimore this week, which Baltimore's secondary, they're literally signing cornerbacks off the street. Like the only reason Devontae Adams didn't go off on them is because they literally just put two guys on him for like the entire game. But the thing is, that doesn't matter as much in this format where if they did find some way to try to cover Cooper Cup with two guys, not likely, you still have Odell, you still have Van Jefferson, you still have options. Um yeah, it's it's going to be – we'll see what you end up with tight ends. But if you end up putting the goats as like a sleeper for your tight end, uh, I you know I think that would be a strong call. Oh, man. Well, Justin doesn't think I'm smart, I guess. That's okay. Ooh, you went some the board. Yeah, yeah some stack. That's either, that wrong? That's either an error – that's an error on someone's part, most likely my part. I think uh, – I, I think you wanted the goats. You said you wanted the rent. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. So uh, anyways, I think, um, you know, I think uh, Kansas City not being on there should tell you all you need to know uh, about uh, my likelihood. So these are the okay. defenses by accident, not the, uh, not the tight ends. 
Oh, good. All right. Well, so for tight ends, those you'll defenses be some... are good. I like those defenses. Yeah, for <laughs> tight ends, you'll be surprised. Playing against uh, New York Jets, playing against whoever Buffalo yeah, is. Yeah, so tight ends, you had Kansas City, Tampa Bay, and Baltimore with New England as a sleeper tight end. Those all make sense. I like those. <laughs> I wouldn't even yeah. call New England a sleeper nowadays, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do think, uh, you know, I, I know uh, Overset and Zakarian were joking with, you know, with you and Andy Reid about it a bunch, but like, does Lamar actually hurt Mark Andrews? And they failed to acknowledge the massive Mark Andrews game that happened with Lamar at quarterback uh, in that. But I mean, he has just been peppered with targets the last couple of weeks with Huntley and Josh Johnson. Yeah, it just seems like like there's always that whole like rookie QB or just ineffective QB safety blanket of the tight end. Like, I don't even think that's what's happening. I think it just turns into with these other QBs, Hundley and Josh Johnson, like he just becomes like the primary, like the first look. And uh, that first look in a Ravens offense, which is not the most run heavy, as we've expected from the past couple of years, is a very valuable position. Combine that with uh, Mark Andrews is actually catching the ball this year and like looking good on downfield passes. Um, I, yeah, I, if Lamar's QB, like it probably hurts a little, definitely from a touch on efficiency. If Lamar doesn't play, like, I don't know how you don't consider Mark Andrews tight end one. Oh, you're going Mark Andrews straight up over Kelsey with no Lamar Jackson without their starting quarterback. No, he, said, he did say if Lamar plays, but yeah, no, 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 Lamar doesn't play. Right, correct. No, if Lamar doesn't play, yeah, because that's where yeah, right. only in Josh Johnson, like his target share has been absolutely ridiculous. Uh, did Kelsey actually have COVID? Do we know? Uh, I don't I think know. so. I mean, he was out for two games, right? So right, and um, and I'm pretty sure he was. I don't know this. I think he was vaccinated, um, which means that he likely had it. The reports after, like the post COVID and what that impact has, like we saw Tyreek Hill only have those two catches, and the reports afterwards are that he was trying to catch his breath, like not able to run well. Like we saw it with Cam Newton earlier. Like we know that, like, hey, that post COVID doesn't mean you're coming back 100%. So I would factor that in a small amount into when I'm playing Kelsey this week. Uh, is that enough to not play him? No. But for me, making a prognostication about Baltimore versus him with the backup QB, like, hell yeah, I'm going to make that call. <laughs> yeah of course yeah and i he did test positive he is vaccinated he missed he tested positive at the very beginning of last week so he missed the one week um but you know it seems like he will definitely be back and you know who knows how impacted but i mean that game's just going to be such a such shootout potential between kansas city and cincinnati and you know, cincinnati's defense has been okay nothing particularly special against either tight ends or running backs um or nothing particularly notable against either of them but uh yeah, I'm just going to trust Kelsey, I think, more than I'm going to trust uh, the the wide receiver position. And I think Mahomes is going to try to restake his claim as the best quarterback in the NFL. Can we do a, a quick research check? Leader, um, Let's see, research for tight ends on this season. What does that look like from a positional breakdown? Has Baltimore moved up to number two, three? I can tell you here in two seconds. All um, right. Hope we could share the screen as we go through with it. Yeah. And as you're doing this, Bach, we got a question from Nathaniel. When will projections for week 17 go live on the site? Probably when tournaments go live Thursday. Yeah, I, once uh, I can't load them until tournaments go live, but as soon as tournaments go live, we'll get the projections up there. All right, so let's take a look. Uh, this is only for one. This is weekly positional average. So Baltimore. Oh, that is okay. That is the one. That, that was, was last one. week. Yeah. Okay. 
is what I want. Tight end. Baltimore yeah, moved up to number two. Yeah. Okay. Closing that gap. Kansas City, if we remember previously, had a large, large gap over everyone oh, for most of the right. season. Right. It makes sense. It's not like Kelsey's had the hugest season to begin with, but just from a level of consistency and still having those big ones. But uh, if we scroll over to the right, like just check out the most recent weeks from Baltimore. And uh, yeah, it's obviously a small sample size. But um, if you consider that week 15 and 16 were without Lamar, week 14 was half without Lamar, and Andrews just pop, pop, pop. Like, yeah, well, he's on fire. Yeah. And I, I, I hate to admit this because it means Justin's right. Kind of right. Uh, the average that you see on the site doesn't actually include week 16 until we flip week 17 live. Mm, Manually calculating right. the most recent week. Kansas City is still ahead, but by five hundredths of a point on average, as opposed to a point and a half. So Kansas City is still number one, but it is essentially dead even on the season now. Rest of season, who finishes ahead? I think you definitely got to assume it's Baltimore, right? Um, just given the likelihood that Kansas City locks up the bye this week and doesn't play Kelsey at all next week. Although, would they take two weeks off, you know, for their starters? I don't know, but they might they might limit Kelsey's you know health and, and stuff. So I'd probably take Baltimore rest of season uh, week seventeen. It's close. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think you throw in the possibility that Kelsey just doesn't play a full read of snaps because of coming off of COVID and such, and what they what they did with Tyreek last week. Like there's some risk there. Um, yeah. As always, tight end becomes uh, super important to, to get right uh, because the scores you know can can be uh, can be such a differentiated versus second place. But uh, it's just so hard to project uh, tight ends week to week. So the top couple are going to be super highly owned. Going to be a fun one. Going to be a fun sure. one. Justin, I know we'll spend just a couple minutes because it's only applicable to a small number of listeners, but any strategic changes, you know, you would make to your thought process at all for the live final? Would you, how would you approach it if you were one of the 16 entrants and knowing that most of those people probably have kind of a wide complement of cards to choose from, uh, but you know, how does that change strategy wise for you? I've got some, yeah, I've got a little advice I can give one. Um, Make sure you know what your lineups are and make sure you submit them Saturday afternoon. You do not want to go out Saturday night and sleep in, forget whatever it is, and not submit. So that's number one. Number two, do not listen to anyone else at the bars on Saturday night because literally it's just a mind death. Everyone's saying, like, I remember uh, I remember the Carolina Millions in Charlotte, which everyone's talking about, like, doing the game theory and stuff and just, like, who are you going to play? I'm not sure and stuff. Like, literally every single person played Kelsey. But if you would have talked to him the night before, like, no one was playing him. No, it just doesn't make sense. Like, can't buy that. So don't believe any of that. Uh, number three, um, it's 16 people. Uh, it's a very different strategy. It's a fairly flat payout. So it's a very different strategy than what we're looking at for, like, the online final. With the online final – there is substantial value in getting unique with your kind of core positions, find a unique stack, whatever it is, because you really and use that running, but it has leverage off the others. You really want to get them, get that leverage for when your player does well, others don't, you move up in a 16 person in a fairly flat payout. Like it's far more about playing the right, you know, playing who you think are the best guys, playing the right guys 
and maybe get unique at one of those off the board positions. So what I think we're going to see is the QB wide receiver or QB tight. I think we'll see QB wide receiver stacks are going to be pretty common. They'll mostly hone in around like three or four teams. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, running backs, I think we're going to see a pretty concentrated as well. Similar to the ones that you post on the board. There are some opportunities there, but given, you know, no one has more than one entry. I don't think people go crazy off the board. Tight end and defense, and especially defense, is where I think you need to take a bit of a chance. Um, even though that New England card looks amazing against Jacksonville, even though what Tampa and Buffalo have great matchups, uh, this is the opportunity to really find something off the board and kind of gain some ground. And so that's where I would say, like, hey, play who you think are the best plays. And when you want to get a little cute to get a little differentiation to try to win it all, um, maybe take a look at that kind of tight end defense where there's the most variance. Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. And, and you know, the thing we we always say for DSS tournaments, again, probably bigger than than smaller, but yeah, you don't want to be playing the defense everyone is playing because you don't gain anything on them when they do well and you lose on them, you know, you and you you gain big on them when they fail and you pick someone else, even if they don't do particularly well. It doesn't take too many points. Oh, is that a Pliny? Oh, yeah. We're wrong. I mean, I'm in San Francisco. I've got this is my last night out here. Uh, taking the wife out to her favorite restaurant right after this. May as well have a Pliny beforehand. That's that's right. So, yeah, I agree. I think the defense differentiation and, and tight end to an extent uh, will be uh, will be where we see more of that differentiation. You're not going to see New Orleans quarterback get played in the, the live final, I don't yep. think. And, and to that point, even looking at the tight end defense, like there are probably five. Let, let's go to the tight end. Can we go to the tight end, that page that we're looking at earlier from the research? Um, but there's like probably five to ten different tight ends that could finish well, maybe even 10 to 15 that could legitimately finish as the tight end one. Um, I'll go down to Miami. Like we don't have Waller. So I'm not going to include Vegas, but I would say probably down to Miami. So that looks like around 12 or 13 tight ends that like I could see. And even with Miami now be using a two dead end set with um, what was it? Durham um, Smythe was catching some balls yeah. on the other night. Like you could see any of those finish at the tops. So that's where it's like, okay, those 12, you go to the other positions, you may not be able to find 12 that you're like, I really feel confident. Maybe defense, we go to defense and like literally 20 of those could probably finish with a tight end one. When you're talking about, okay, just a game flow where it's a low scoring game. When you're talking about defensive touchdowns, that's where, as you say, like it's not just being different to be different, but it's because there's so much randomness in the defensive position that you now have the opportunity to combine getting value from leverage and getting off the chalk with that, hey, anything really happens at these positions. Um, and if you don't believe this, go take a look at any week and just give your, and I know you guys have been playing this for so long throughout these weeks, but like take a look, okay, here are what I think the best defenses are going to be and see how they actually did. And my guess is if you said like, I think these three will be the top ones, maybe you got one in the top five or so, but the majority of them are going to be pretty random. And you're like, didn't see that coming. And like, that's where there's opportunity, and especially for the online finals stay away from the chalky defenses. Like it's just not worth it. And like, yeah, it could end up being that new England does end up as the number one defense this week. And you're like, Oh, Justin, you told me to stay away from it. Okay. But the thing is you and 10% of other people also played it. And you didn't gain anything, but if the chances that new England doesn't play that well, doesn't have the big defense touchdown or whatever it is, 
then like now you have the opportunity if you did guess correctly to gain some strong leverage and move up that leaderboard. Yeah, completely Fantastic. agree. And, and, you know, it'll be exciting to see uh, all of those entries. I know uh, producer Coop and I going to be uh, going to be trying to do a live stream when the contest kicks off, you know, just get to see everyone having fun in the background, party with them a little bit and we'll have to figure out what we do for the uh, for the championship crowning excited gonna be fun yeah we're gonna have the the contest will be going up tomorrow we'll also i think i saw sergeant stogier someone asked this earlier but the live final leaderboard will be shown on the site so that everyone can can sweat it even if you're not participating and uh looking forward to to seeing some of you in miami looking forward to sweating out these online finals it's gonna be i think maybe the the most fun week of toc yet until we got a couple million balls, dollars in the line for my best balls too, TJ. Like, come on. Like, yeah, at least give me something. Uh, yeah, Justin's got like a big, big old sweat here. Not surprisingly, all of his his best ball finalists. Couple good, couple really good teams. It'll be fun to watch those with you. They're solid. Those those, those two DraftKings one are, are, are Do they very... show you the membership percentage or no? No, not yet. Um, I can right, let me just share real quick. Um, I think this is it. So here are my four teams. Um, zoom out a little. The five 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 is DK, and this is the DK main. So this is eleven people competing for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to first place. Um, these two are one hundred and sixty and two thirty five with a million to first. And this mid season is a smaller one. I think it's twenty four people with twenty k to first. Um, but like, yeah, these, the five, five, five and the DK main are very strong. Like looking back, uh, so which one is it that like, yeah, these wide receivers of Tyree kill, Deandre Hopkins, T Higgins, Cooper cup, Jamar chase, Amari Cooper, and even Josh Palmer and Brashad Perryman are going to play in this week. Like, and like that zero RB with what Rashad Penny's now starting. Daryl Williams is starting because CEH is out. Singletary is getting a heavy workload. Um, there's Hyper a fragile baby. Yeah, there's there's opportunity. So we'll, we'll see. But um, gonna have it's some pretty fun. wild how uh how you could just get JT and Cooper Cup on on the same team because if we redrafted today, that would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like the first two picks, I imagine. Oh, I mean, yeah, they're definitely definitely up there, especially um, with no Henry, I guess at least. Yeah, yeah, great teams. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to sweat it. All right. What do we have going up the it. next couple of weeks? Do you want to give us a quick sneak peek before yeah. we close out? Just give people a little heads up what to I expect. And everything ended after the live final week, right? Just for you. Your contract is done. You're going to stop making the amount of money that you made before. Um, and then we'll give a raise to someone else of whatever you were previously making. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So so we obviously have our, our last week here, big week 17. Then week 18 is at least as it's just going to be a, an off week for TOC perspective. We're going to be focusing on getting ready for the playoff party contest. So the playoff party contest is where we're using the existing cards. Everyone creates an 11 team lineup that lasts through the entirety of the playoffs and will lock uh, right before the first playoff game on Saturday. And then we have playoff best ball. So more details going to be coming out on this next week. Uh, what, how that's going to work is that we're going to have a, pre-registration process where people can 
sign up on the website to receive their packs. Those packs will end up going for sale after week 18. So we'll have a, a week in between week 18 and the playoffs of ripping open best ball packs. We've got some, uh, some fun stuff coming there and we're also keeping an eye out. We're going to be launching a, uh, a little bit of a of a referral program type of spiel for next week. So uh, keep keep an eye out for that. Really going to look to use this opportunity with Best Ball to to get the friends and family of the current owners members into TOC. We've got that cheaper price point now with twenty dollars for a Best Ball pack. So stay tuned. But uh, looking forward to to expanding the league a little bit here at TOC. Yeah. And I mean, cause I'll mention like, this is something that we've been talking about for a while and like the way that we you know, designed this initial, you know, the owner's club in the first season was it made sense to join at the beginning. It made sense to join in the early weeks because then you could compete in all the free contests throughout the season. We completely understood that it wasn't the most attractive or inviting, you know, program club to join near the end of the season where you were joining after a lot of these contests were already you know, complete. So, as a result, like we didn't put in effort for recruiting, marketing, bringing more people in. Instead, we focused primarily on building the best possible product for the community members that were already involved. Uh, this is the first opportunity where it's like, okay, we want to take that next step and we want to start off with the friends of the friends because you are the community that we kind of built around. You're the community that we've kind of built products that, you know, listening to your feedback that we think you'd enjoy. So we think your friends and your extended group are the ones that will probably be that next addition, the expansion for us. And that's what we're focusing on right now. We will bring in some of the friends, the family outside um, in the larger kind of fantasy sports communities and such. But our primary focus is, can we expand beyond, can we expand leveraging this internal community so that we don't you know, mess up the vibe of the community aspect? So that's kind of what we're most excited about for this. And uh, you guys know how much I love best ball, like literally pride, joy. Um, so excited, especially playoff contests. So this should be extremely fun, uh, you know, to kind of, it's been great building it out. The team's been fantastic, but also to watch people rip open these packs, build those lineups, and then kind of buy, sell, trade the uh, actual NFTs throughout the playoffs. Um, so pumped. Man, I was trying to pull up a little little sneak peek video here. But oh, no. But apparently, no, apparently you can't share screen with uh, with uh, the video program. I don't know. It doesn't come up in, in my share screen options. I can't select it. So uh, the tease will live on. Maybe we'll... Maybe we'll drop it in the Discord for, for if the you people. share your screen and then play the video. Will that work? It just won't be as. Oh, uh, if I share the whole screen, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. All right, you you try that. Um, let's. Okay. Does this work? Yeah, we can see. There you go. All right. Here's a little uh, little sneak preview of what Best Ball is uh, starting to look like here. So you'll get your pack. You can see that on the left, it's going to have 20 randomized cards in it, minimum of two per position. And then this is going to be the, the process. You'll go through out of the 20 that you have in your pack, you'll be able to select 12 of them and uh, really lean this concept of building your own NFT. So you can place them wherever you want within your lineup, uh, stack up teams as you want to that you get into the pack. You'll only be getting playoff teams in there. Once you enter in all 12 you will then be able to click mint lineup and in real time behind the scenes, this lineup will be minted on the blockchain as a token. It will come through. You will uh, have your finalized lineup. This is not the, the final designs, but you will have your lineup there. And then once you have your lineup, you'll be able to 
buy and sell it on the secondary marketplace, both before the playoffs start and during the playoffs. So a little bit of a unique kind of peer-to-peer trading aspect there where you can have a great first weekend and decide that you want to sell it if someone's willing to buy it. And uh, it's going to be going to be pretty fun. Pretty, pretty. Can you fun. go back to the video? I know we're running on time, but I want to make a lineup real quick. I want to evaluate the decisions that are uh, that are. <laughs> well, Justin, that was that. that's my pack. And that's oh. why. Yeah, that's okay. my. Yeah, pack. yeah, so, nice pack, huh? Yeah, it's a pretty nice pack I got. Huh? <laughs> I, I was. It's almost like you picked like, all the top teams. Yeah. Yeah. All right. right. All right. I, I think I'm going to do well. What would we choose? Here? Yeah, you can just keep it paused. Um. All right. So, what do we have quarterbacks wise? I see. Four quarter, five quarterbacks. We got two KC, two Arizona, two Buffalo. Um, we can I'm trying to think. Can we, so we can, and we've got a Dow, two Dallas, and we got a goat. So we have at the end of the day, we want to get five our main five core positions and one super flex. And I'm allowed to choose two Arizona quarterbacks, right, Teach? No, no, there would be no point in doing that. Well, for the super flex, that's what I'm trying to think. Oh, but yeah, sorry, you cannot you cannot select two of the same position. We'll okay, make sure I, that that's. Clear. I was trying to think because yeah, I know good, for good pl- question actually. I was I was thinking it's not even possible, but you're right. It would technically be possible, but no, you cannot play the same lineup to- or the same card twice. Okay, so for playoff party, I know that was the case and stuff, but yeah. Um, all right, so in this, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. All so many of these, and obviously, there's only four teams involved here with the Cardinals, Bills, five card, five teams. Uh, but you're going to see some fun teams. There's just the elements of like, okay, which stacks do I go with? In this situation, I'm looking at, I've got almost all NFC teams and one AFC. So I'm definitely starting off with my AFC and I'm yeah, saying, okay. You got Buffalo and Kansas City. Oh, that's true. Sorry. Okay. Yep. So you've got really options here uh, to choose between like, okay, so do you want to go with Kansas City that probably has a buy for that first week. Buffalo that I think is the highest projected team to make the Super Bowl in the AFC that doesn't have the buy. Um, like so, still strong opportunity there. And then on the NFC side, you don't have Green Bay, so you've got lots of opportunity for the points and stuff. Because for these points, you want to make sure you get those rounds. I mean, you get points every round, so it's fun. It's exciting. We are just getting started, but yeah, love it. Love it. Yeah. yeah I think so, I'm going to win with this pack though. It's a pretty good one. It's a pretty, pretty nice pack. <laughs> you want to, you know, you want to, you know, experiment with the good stuff, obviously. That's right. Yeah. So we're going to be coming out with, again, more information on this next week, uh, sharing out the UI more broadly and yeah, less than, less than two weeks away from being able to rip open those best ball packs. All right, everyone. We're going to call it for tonight. Justin, enjoy your your San Francisco dinner. Bach, enjoy lovely Florida. I'm just going to be, you know, stuck here in the cold in Philly, but it is what it is. Only for one more day. We'll see you in Florida. <laughs> yeah, see you guys in Florida in a bit. So thanks, everyone, for joining tonight. On behalf of Justin, Bach, and producer Coop, I'm TJ. We'll see you guys next time.